been a bad boy in my lifetime. But now I'm trying to be righteous in the Lord's eyes. Okay, let's do this. Um, <laughs> uh, welcome everyone to episode seven of After God's Own Heart podcast. It's your boy Eric Trills, and um, today I've got the lovely Veronica on. Yeah, how you doing? Um, how the how they've been going in this apocalypse? Oh, wow! I'm still going, so we thank God. <laughs> yeah, thank God, thank God. Um, so we'll we'll, we'll delve more into what Veronica does and and so on later. Um, if you haven't already, tune into episode six where I have my friend Inez come on the podcast. Um, we looked at how we can determine whether our friends are good or bad for us, and you know, you know how we can have worldly friends as well, friends who don't believe. Um, you know, we you know we're not just people who um, have Christian friends. We also have some friends who don't believe in the Lord, and that's perfectly fine if given certain conditions. Uh, so tune into episode six already. Um, Today in episode seven, we're going to be looking at the reason for the season. As you know, it's Christmas time, and um, a lot of people like to look at the story of Jesus. But what we're going to do first is look at the original sin, the first sin, fall of man, Adam and Eve. Um, those those guys who, because of them, we now you know we now sin. Um, so we're going to look at that part and then look at as a result of that why Jesus had to come. Um, so so yeah. Uh, so first things first, Maranike. Um, who caused the original sin, Adam or Eve, in your opinion? Oh. <laughs> Why do you always got to blame the women? Why do you always got to blame the women? <laughs> you know, funny enough, though, um, I don't think it was her fault initially, but you know what? You go through, go first, and then let me know what you think. I guess, okay, so when you look at the original story, it was Eve who um, saw the fruit, um mm-hmm. and she took the first bite and then she encouraged Adam to take a bite also and the reason why she wanted to take a bite from the fruit was because she was told that she would be uh like God or I guess kind of like on the same level as him greater than him um and it's really interesting that we're speaking about this because I guess for some of us Ira, like we've heard this story maybe in Sunday school, growing up. But I feel like as I'm older, I think sometimes in life we just want more. Mm. A sense of greed, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm not satisfied. I want more. Mm. And I'm not, I, I mean, I'm thinking to myself, Ira, if we were in that position, would we have eaten that fruit? I think we probably would have. I mean, I mean, uh, to be honest with you, you know, we eat that fruit every day. Um, how many times do we pray to God for a job, we get a job. Mm. When you're when you're down the line, we're like, you know what? I want this new job. I want instead. Cars, yeah, yeah. So we do that. Um, so okay. So what we can do? I'm gonna answer that question more. Um, okay. What I want to do quickly just go through the actual fall of man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the Bible. So if you look at Genesis two, um, this is Genesis two where God tells Adam, um, in verse fifteen, it says, "So the Lord God took the man He had made and settled him in the garden of Eden to cultivate and keep it." Um, yeah, 
So mm-hmm. by the way, that that tells you by the way that um before the fall of man, God had a plan for men to work in general. Like working isn't the result of sinning. But yeah. Um so verse sixteen it says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may freely unconditionally eat the fruit from every tree of the garden, but only from the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. Otherwise, on that day you eat from it, you shall most certainly die because of your disobedience. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's 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 in Genesis two. So that's God giving the man the instruction, right? And then in, if you look at the fall of man, in Genesis three, it says in verse one, now the serpent was more crafty, subtle, skilled skilled in deceit than any living creature of the field which the Lord God had made. And the serpent, Satan, to the woman, can it really be that God has said you shall not eat from any tree of the garden? And a woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees of the garden, except from the fruit which is in the middle of the garden. God said, you shall not eat from it, nor touch it, otherwise you will die. Mm. But the serpent said to, to the woman in verse 4, you shall certainly not die. For God knows that on that day you, on that day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened. You will have a great awareness and you will be like God, knowing the difference between good and evil. And then obviously in verse 6 it says, um, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was delightful to look at, and a tree to be desired in order, in order to make one wise and insightful, she took some of its fruit and ate it. And she also gave some to her husband with her, and he ate. And in verse 7, then it says, Then the eyes of the two of them were opened, that is, the awareness increased, and they knew that they were naked, and they fastened fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. Right? So that's the fall. It then goes on to um, verse 13, where the Lord says, You know, what have you done? And he then puts a, a bit of a curse on both the man, Adam and Eve, and also on the serpent. Yep. And mm-hmm. then it says and the, and the last in the last it says in the last bit, right? Um by the sweat of your face you will eat bread until you return to the ground, for from it you are taken and for you and for, for you are dust, and the dust you shall return. And then obviously after that it then says that the man drove out uh, that God drove out the man um, from the garden of Eden, right, and then placed um, a flashing sword to protect and guard away to the tree of life. So that's the fall of man, yeah? Mm, yeah. Um, you know, initially God's walking in the garden, chilling with Adam, the men are chilling, the men are vibing. Um, they probably don't have both headphone speakers or AirPods to make music. Um, they're probably using rocks. And that's the fall of man. So, in terms of answering the question, who do I think caused the initial sin? I would say Adam did, not Eve. Okay. Yeah? And the reason for that is because their eyes only opened when he ate it, not when she ate it. Yeah? Yeah. Well, you know, it says she took some of the fruit and ate it in verse 6 of chapter 3. And she gave them to, that, to her husband and he ate it. And then the two, either the two of them opened, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I think the original sin came into the world when he ate it. Uh, so I think he's the responsible one. What about you? It's interesting you say that because I guess she did come from his flesh. So, you know, <laughs> we can blame yeah. on Adam. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's not even a blame thing, but like, I know a lot of people like to say that, you know, she tempted him mm. and she's the one who, um, she's the one who gave it to him to eat. Right. Um, mm. But if you notice, God never told Eve to stay from that fruit. He told Adam. In yeah. no in the Bible do we see God tell Eve to um, not eat the fruit, right? Yeah. Uh, he tells Adam, and Adam's role or responsibility was to then 
instruct and teach Eve what God had said. Mm, right? Mm-hmm. And we said that somewhere along the line there's probably been a bit of miscommunication because Eve responded to Adam, Eve response to the serpent was um God said you shall not eat from it nor touch it, otherwise you'll die, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah? But God never said you shouldn't touch it. If you look at verse two, God didn't say you should touch it. All God said was you shall not eat it. Mm. So, so along the line there's been some miscommunication or the message has been diluted from um, between Adam and Eve um, and then Eve for the serpent right and mm. you know that's the whole, a lot of responsibility on that is on Adam um, because he was the one who, who, who got the original revelation from the Lord yeah. he, he had to then teach Eve what the Lord had told him um, so it's interesting because a lot of the time how we fall in, in the world is um you know, we will, we will be tempted, right? Mm-hmm. And the word will be clear, but then we might add to it or remove it or we move away from it. And when the devil sees a loophole like that, he then attacks it, um, mm-hmm. right? Um, what do you think in terms of that? I think um, it just just going back to what I was saying originally in the beginning, I think it's just that sense of not being satisfied, that sense of we become once we have something we become comfortable that we want to move on to the next like I was saying to a friend the other day like we're living in a time where it's such a microwave generation microwave generation are we saying instant noodles or what do you mean what do you mean by, by, by yeah, microwave generation? like we just want things quickly you know like we 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 okay we don't enjoy the process anymore I think that's mm. what I'm starting to realize mm. no one wants to do the journey anymore no one wants to do the process. We just want it now. So if you think about it, when God gave Adam that commandment, right? That yeah. requires self-control. That requires you to have patience. That requires you to trust what yeah. God is doing and why he asked you to not eat from that from that tree, not eat the fruit. It's, yeah. it's those same characteristics he requires from us in life, but a lot of the time we don't want why it's like, but why? That's what we keep doing. But why? Why? Yeah, why? yeah. Why are we going to do that, God? Why? Yeah, yeah. And so the frustration kicks in and we just feel like, no, I think I know a better way or or mm, mm. I, I know I, I know a quicker way. You know, I remember being um in Italy with two of my friends on holiday. What were you saying? Um, Naples or where, where, where did you go? We went to Milan, actually. Um, to buy rose gold. I didn't come back with them with that. <laughs> but, um, next trip, I'm gonna aim to bring some back. But um, I, so I was in charge of like I was kind of like the tourist person in the group, like directing everyone where we were going, and we were trying to go to a restaurant. And I could have taken the instructions, Ira, but I generally thought, you know what, we've been here for four days, right? I think I know where I'm going. That was my kind of vibe. Like I don't need to, yeah, I don't need to research yeah, yeah. it. And my friends were like, Mo, are you sure? Like, let's not. Let's take the instructions if we need to take the instructions. I, I was like, no, don't worry. We've been here for four days. We've been around this area enough to recognize which areas what. And, and visually, I've got quite a good memory. So if I remember what something looks like, I know what street we need to go down. Anyway, we're walking for 45 minutes and my friends are like, we haven't got to this destination and it doesn't take that long. We yeah. ended up on, we ended up coming to a motorway. I didn't even know you can come, I didn't even know you could come to motorways in, in Milan, in Italy. We ended up yeah. coming to a motorway and my friends are like, Mo, just admit it, you're lost. I was really trying to firm having to admit that we were lost because yeah. I was like, no, I know where we're going. 
in the end, we actually had to get an Uber off um, and get to that destination. Just because I was like, I'm sure I can find a quicker way. But I just made life even longer for myself. Rather than simply just following the instructions, I'm in a place where this is new to me. I don't recognize it. But I'm like, no, but I know what I'm capable of doing. I'm a, I'm a smart woman. I can figure things out. I mean, I'm a good, I, I'm good at maths. I can calculate stuff and directions. You know, you start, start, you start putting a story and a case together as to why you should be able to do something when it's like, why don't you just go through the process of finding the instructions and going about it the correct way? And I just feel like that's how it can be in life where we just, we don't want to trust the process or the journey. We just want to get this straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the man said the people versus Moronica, you know. No, but no. Um, we, we just, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, like, I hear that, beca- I hear that because, and you know what? You, you mentioned you think our generation. I don't think it's just our generation because if you look at Eve, that's that's the first generation, right? Mm. And, you know, so I don't think, I don't think it's just our generation that wants to think we know better or want things immediately, yeah. right? Um, now, a lot of people say, why is it that God um, put the tree there mm. and told him not to take it? And now there's a few theories behind it. Well, one of the ones I like the most is that um, at some point in time, maybe we were supposed to eat it, but not at that given time. Um, if that makes mm. sense. So, you know, I, right, you know, I think that at some point in time, we were probably supposed to have knowledge of good and evil when we were ready to handle it. But as you can see, we weren't ready to handle it as soon as we had it because we got ashamed of our nakedness. And uh, maybe our, um, before it, maybe we would have known, you know, God would have taught us more about nakedness, about right and wrong, and then we could mm. eat the tree. That makes sense. Um, mm. And I, a lot of people say that, um, you know, about, you know, why is it that we, you know, is it eating the tree of, is, is it eating the tree of knowledge of good and evil what caused us to die? No. Um, disobeying God is what caused us to, to, to die. So, for example, um, at, you know, if you look, if you look at the world, if you look, if you look at, if you look at um, the Bible, if you look at Genesis, mm-hmm. um, there was the tree of life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, at some point in time, we were supposed to eat the tree of life. If you notice, we weren't actually um, instructed to not eat the tree of life. So, we could have had that. Mm. Right. So, we were actually supposed to live forever. Right. Um, and as a result of being banished from Eden, we don't have access to the tree of life anymore, and therefore we 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 die and pass on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so now that would have happened, right? Regardless of whether we ate the the, the, the tree of um, knowledge or not, if God had said don't eat that tree over there instead, right? I mean, ate that tree, the same process would have happened. If that makes sense, because you disobeyed God. Now, what's interesting? What's interesting is um, obviously the, the extra consequence of eating the knowledge the tree of, of um, good and evil specifically that now you know what good and evil is right yeah. so you have sin which came into the world because you disobeyed and on top of that you also have the knowledge of good and evil so there's a double whammy mm. now because sin knows what evil is and it makes you then do more evil more evil mm. well, if you had eaten a different tree that god said you shouldn't eat right which is like a tree of maybe of orange for example right um, you'd still have the sin there, but you wouldn't know what evil and you wouldn't know what good and evil is. And the reason why you'd have the sin there is because sin is that um, when you disobey God. But here's a question, though: Do you think you know sin would have entered the world if Adam or Eve had repented when God found out that they had eaten the tree? Do I think sin would have not entered? So no, not entered. So do you think that we would have been banished from? Do you think that we would have fallen if? Um, when God said, "What have you done?" We took responsibility because if you look at um, 
verse 12, when God says, who told you you're naked, right? Adam goes, the woman who you've given it to me, she gave me the fruit, right? So Adam has to blame Eve and blame God. He tries to, he said, the woman who you have gave, who you gave to me, she gave me the fruit and I ate it, right? So he, put, he passed the blame to the woman and then in verse 13 of chapter 3, the God says to woman, to the woman, what is this that you have done? And the woman then blames the serpent, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what if Adam had said, you know what, man, I've messed up, um, forgive me. What do you think would have happened? I mean, we know that God is a merciful God. That's what the Bible tells yeah. us. Yeah. So, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know what would have happened. You know, maybe, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. It, it could have been a, a clean slate, but I think the moment that disobedience um, began with Adam and Eve, like, I don't think anything, I mean, uh, it meant that the relationship between humanity and God was broken, which is why Jesus came anyway to restore that relationship. So I think even, even, I mean, uh, for example, like you would have to, people had to do stuff in the Old Testament just to get God's forgiveness, like a lot of religious activities. So I feel like, like, for example, they talk about a lot of the people who were in Israel would have to like um, sacrifice lambs or like animals just to basically ask God for forgiveness. And it was yeah. a lot of religious practices. Um, yeah. And I think I, I, personally for me, I'm a kind of glad I wasn't born in that time because I don't think oh, either, boy. I don't think boy. that's even a way to live because you're just constantly like until we've done this, God will never forgive us. Find a lamb, the fattest lamb. Like, no one's got time to be living like that. You see where I'm coming yeah, from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, f- I feel like even if they had asked for, for mercy, God God is a merciful God, but that that relationship was now broken. It would have taken, and, and it goes back to what we're going to talk about, it would have taken someone without sin to restore that. And that's why I understand why Jesus had to come. Mm, mm. that's a good point you know you know speaking to god's mercy you can see that even when he's angry with them he still caters to them because you see that um he said you see that right you see that in verse 21 mm. the lord god still made tunics for them after mm. that's the th- and that's the thing right well sometimes i feel like i I've, i have friends right who no longer go to church right um obviously some people have experienced um church hurt they've experienced they've just had bad experiences unfortunately and one thing i always tell them is please don't associate that to who god is yeah because i think when you truly get to know who god is he's always going to try and find a way for you to reconnect to him he just loves us that much yeah like it's just like it's like it's like when you look at the story of the prodigal son, like he wasted all of all of his money. He ended up being in like a pigsty. When he came back, his dad was like, it's okay, son, welcome home. Yep. Despite what he did. And I, and I just feel like, I, I know some people have had bad experiences when it comes to like the faith and, and Christianity. And, and I do understand. I don't think anyone's perfect. Yeah, I've had some bad stories myself, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I just really hope that people don't associate what they've experienced with who God is, because yeah, I, yeah. I truly think like he will, he will always find another way to reconnect with us. Yeah, and speaking of that other way, you know, one of the ways in which he 
attempted to, well, you know, God, you know, attempted to save us in multiple ways. You know, um, the first way, obviously, is you have the Ten Commandments, right? Um, a lot of people, you know, people didn't, you know, people were sinning, right? But they didn't know right from wrong. Or they didn't know right from wrong, but maybe it wasn't clear to them what right from wrong is, right? So God gave instructions and said, you know what, cool, this is, it. This is what you should do. But humans being humans saw that, and because they had sin inside them, decided to then rebel against it even more. So what sin does is when, when God gives you instruction, sin's nature is to then make you rebel against it even more, which then ultimately puts you further away from God. Right, um, so cool. That's what, and then that's turned. And eventually, we get to the point where now um, God decides to come down from heaven Himself um, in the form of Jesus to die for us and restore um, our humanity and our walk of God. As you mentioned before, very, very well. Um, in the past, if you look at um, the, the, if you look at the stories in Exodus and in Numbers, um, and you know, even Leviticus, you see that we have to do a lot of manual labor to even a lot <laughs> you know to even just get god's attention um in that regard um of course god sometimes has grace and mercy just give us attention regardless but to be at right standing with god we have to do a lot um sacrificing our lambs um you know doing this doing that there was a lot of commandments which we couldn't ever live up to mm-hmm. right? and if you know if we couldn't even um, go to god directly to speak with him back then you, you know, only certain people in certain bloodlines could actually speak to God. If you notice that, you know, when they came to the Ark of Covenant and spoke to God in the Holy of Holy, and if you, even when you look at Moses going to the tent, going go, if you even look at Moses going into the tent or even going on the mountain, right? God used to say, if someone else comes, they're going to die. Mm, yeah. Right? And then um, you look at when Jesus dies, you see that um, the veil in the, in the, the veil is actually torn, which shows that people can yeah. now access God directly themselves um, so the reason why I wanted to do this podcast is because um, this episode is because a lot of people you know we hear about Jesus you know a lot of people know what Christmas is right mm-hmm. Jesus being born but I guess they don't really know why a saviour was needed and as you mentioned mm-hmm. um, very well a saviour was needed because we couldn't get to God anymore close to God because of our sinful ways and we couldn't actually enjoy that freedom and communion that comes with knowing God directly. Um I mean a lot of people a lot of people always think about why do I need to be saved, you know, they think they know better. You know, you mentioned your story in Milan. Um right? how many times do you humans think we know better? It's interesting because, yeah, it's interesting because if you look at Genesis three, right? Mm-hmm. Um and I love the fact that you mentioned today because if you look at Genesis three, um when when Eve takes the apple, or no, not apple, sorry, if I get pammed, when Eve takes the fruit... Oh, no, everyone keeps yeah. apple, it's like, where does apple <laughs> yeah, come yeah, from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's called marketing, trust me. Uh, like, diamonds are girl's best friend. Uh, so when, when, when Eve takes the fruit, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. It says here, yeah, in verse 6 of chapter 3, when woman saw that she was good for food, and that it was delightful to look at, and a tree to be desired in order to make one wise and insightful, mm. she, she took it and ate it. So it wasn't as if... This fruit was some bad fruit in terms of um, worldly speaking, right? The fruit wasn't bad. It's delightful to look at, you know. It's, think, it's heavily desired. Yeah. It's and good I think, for food, yeah. I think it confirms. It filled something that she was longing for. Yeah. It, it presented itself as something she was longing for. There are a lot of us who are longing for something. Some people, maybe they are longing for something that may be uh, in the form of finances. Some people are longing for friendship, relationship. 
there are so many things that we are longing for. There's nothing, and this is the thing that I think we have to understand. There's nothing wrong with longing for something, but it has to make sure that it's the right thing for you. And the right and time. It's the right well. time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, you could want a million pounds or dollars wherever you are, but if someone gives it to you at the wrong time, you're going to abuse Squander it. Squander it. Absolutely. You know, if, uh, I'll be honest with you. If I, if I got a million pounds, I'm putting one on black. <laughs> and I'm joking. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you won't see me again. Say that for free. Uh, but now, but now, now, but like, yeah, you made it. Yeah, exactly. So, and, you know, a lot of the time people think that lustful or sin, sinful things are evil at first. But sometimes they package, they look very nice. You know, mm. You know, that, that underarm deal you can do and get 20, 25 grand quickly without anyone mm. knowing. You know, it, it, look, it says here that she was good for food. So it would have, it was, it was nutritious. It was nice. Mm. Right? And how often are we in a, in a, in a relationship or um, we have something which is great for us at the moment, mm. but we yeah. see that extra thing. I, you know, remember, this is just one tree. So there's hella trees in the garden. <laughs> That she could have taken from right, and I guess yeah. it's human nature. I mean, I'm guilty of this myself. Like, um, um you know, uh, you know, in 2019, I prayed for a job, got the job. A couple of months down the line, I'm like, you know what? I want another job. Um, the job that I was fasting and praying for, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like, now nah, you know what? I want something else. Um, and I guess, like you mentioned, it's not bad to want those things, right? Mm. It has to be in the right time. Because um, then you're not going to appreciate it. Yeah. You're just going to, you're going to want something else. And I think it, it goes back to saying like, I think, I mean, I'm still, I, I'm still a young female. I thank God. But as I have grown up, I'm reflecting more about life and the time that we have on this earth. And mm. I really do think if I spend my life just always wanting, 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 by the time it gets to that stage where God is like, right, it's time to come home, I'm gonna look back and be like, did you ever enjoy the moment? Did you ever did you did you enjoy and absorb the process? Like, mm. did you enjoy growing, learning, discovering, picking up skills, or was it just always on the go, on the go? And I think now, like more now than ever, I'm just so determined to enjoy the process. What am I learning in this moment? What am I taking away? How's this making me stronger? How is this making me a better person? Because then if not, you just always want, want, want. And it's kind of like, by the time you get to that final stage of life, when, when God's like, right, it's time to come home, you may not have really taken in much. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And yeah, 100%. Like me personally, and this is something I struggle with because I'm someone who wants to be the finished article right now today. Mm. You know, that's going to be in 70, going to be wise, rich by God's grace. It's going to be, you know, sensational all over around. I want to be that guy today. Um, and I have to continue to remind myself that maybe I'm not ready to handle what an area who's 70 years old can handle. Mm. Um, if you yeah. were, if you could say something to your 17 year old self now, knowing what you know now. Oh, 17. Oh, okay, cool. You're gone. What would you say? Knowing what you know now, what would you tell your 17 year old self? Um, that vodka's better than Captain Morgan. No, I'm joking. Um, like, I don't drink Captain Morgan as a slave owner. No, um, uh, that's a good question. I mean, what, what was I like at 17? At 17, before uni, college, mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, I guess, I mean, what was I like in university? I need to think back. I mean, would I change anything? I mean, not even I would change. 
I would there's nothing really I would change, you know. Um but mm-hmm. I guess um being transparent a lot more earlier with my okay. leading church, for example, or people who care who do care for me. That I think that would mm-hmm. be the most because um human we all have blind I got some blind spots, we all have blind spots, right? And if you're constantly trying to show everyone, if you're constantly trying to prove to everyone that you're all right, that you don't need help, then when you do need help, no one's gonna know how to help you. Right, um, it, yeah. and you're going to be suffering alone and that can have some mental adverse effects I guess at 17 I, I thought I was a natural guy who could do everything on his own mm. um, and it took a while to open up to a lot of people who I needed to open up to to be able to get assistance and care um, it's funny It's funny how when you're younger accountability isn't really attractive because yeah. it's like why do I need to be accountable I know what I'm doing yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Especially as a guy, right? You're, you, you know, you're mm-hmm. conditioned by, by, by women. I'm joking, but you're conditioned to, you know, you know be, be strong, <laughs> give everything to yourself. <laughs> yeah, but okay, yeah. So that's a good point. Cool. So okay, all right. So okay, so and then, um, did you want to say anything specifically about Jesus's birth? Anything that sticks out to you? Um, personally, for me, it's just like I'm coming up to Christmas now, right? And <laughs> I really am thinking about. Obviously, we're in a lockdown, it's a pandemic, and I'm thinking about people who are spending Christmas maybe on their own or they don't have any family. And I think the way Christmas has been so commercialized that it's going to, you know, people naturally think that they are going without or that they don't have a lot. But I think for me, like, when I think about Christmas, it really just is a reminder that, that love is real and that God's love is so comforting that it can save me from the things that I experience on this earth. And, and that's the beautiful, that's the beautiful gift that he provided us. Because I think if I'm honest with you, I think Christmas can be a reminder to a lot of people of what they don't have. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not like, like a time of Thanksgiving. It's more like, wow, I don't have this. I don't have that. The year's coming to an end. What have I accomplished? It can, it can be a very hard um low year for a lot of people but I think for me I'm really starting to just take this moment during Christmas to be thankful that you know even though 2020 has been a hard year I'm thankful for peace of mind this has been a tough year for a lot of people mentally and I'm thankful that um God has just allowed me to be at peace to, to that he's kept me so I think for me it's just Christmas is just a reminder of the gift of of God's love and just to know like it just cannot be matched by anything on this earth, in my opinion. Nothing can match it. So why mm. am I why am I trying to keep chasing to to find something that can match it when I already have that? And I'm just grateful and I just want to absorb that the whole of this Christmas. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um you made a good point about you know, the way Christians been commercialized. Christians been mar- Christmas sorry, the way Christmas has been commercialized. Uh, Christmas has been marketed and this, you know, um you got the Santa Claus brother. <laughs> um, you got some, no Paul. Yeah, yeah, you know the reindeers and stuff, right? Mm. And a lot of times, the actual message is being taken away, which is why you see people instead of saying Christmas, they say Xmas. You know, mm. even the Christ and that's been taken away. When Christmas is all about um, Jesus being born, yeah. um, the Savior, the world being born. Um, in that regard, mm. so even if you don't have family around, and obviously, it, it, you know, family time is really important, and I understand mm. that. Um, you know 100% remember that still got still family um yeah. and Jesus is your family and that's the reason why Christmas is there uh, again it's hard to it's hard, it's hard to give that advice and I wouldn't spend Christmas alone once in 27 years that's because I was going to Nigeria on Boxing Day the day after mm. yeah so if, in the Bible it was just to look at Jesus' birth very quickly 
Uh, it says in it says in verse twenty of Matthew chapter one. Um, so the angel of the Lord has appeared to Joseph in the dream, and saying, "Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit." In other words, she hasn't been a bad girlfriend or something like that. You get me? Um, she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save people from their sins. Yeah. Um, right. And because you know in, in the prophet because and if you if you if you, if you, if you know this is because um this is a prophecy in the past which said that a virgin would give birth to a son and call him Emmanuel, which means God with mm-hmm. us. So I guess it's different to Jesus. Jesus Emmanuel is different one is Jesus one means and Emmanuel, which is God with us, and another means Jesus saves. Uh, but even in the Old Testament, you can look at it, it says that um, the virgin will conceive and give birth to the son, and they'll call him Emmanuel. So that's that's the scripture there about Jesus being born. Uh, again, that's just really, that's really what Christmas is, is, is all about. Um, you know, the family's having all that is great as well, uh, but we shouldn't lose focus. Uh, we shouldn't lose focus because. Um, you know, we shouldn't really focus. We should be attentive to how the government and not just the government, how the world is marketing Christmas as this family time and this um this you know time for gifts and presents. And yes, that's great. Yes, that makes sense. Yes, I want to buy my sister more Jordans. I want to buy my brother another watch, <laughs> a PS Five. Uh, if he listens to this, he's gonna call me accountable. And I'm gonna keep reminding me. Um, but yeah, um, but ultimately do all of that, which is great. But also remember the season. Remember the reason for the season um, mm. as well. Yeah. Uh, did you did you have any other points you want to you want to say before you close? No, that was perfect. Okay, perfect. Do you want to talk about what you do quickly, um, or not? Yeah, so I've been working in the music industry for about seven years now, um, mm-hmm. and I just I just mainly work on a lot of artist campaigns. Um, a lot of marketing is involved, and yeah, I enjoy what I do really. I'm very blessed to to do what I do and I don't I don't take it for granted, you know. It's kind of going back to what we were talking about in the beginning about things coming at the right time. Um and I just feel like the, the season I'm in, especially with my career, um I'm just in a place where I can do what I love, but most importantly just help people. Like I just love interacting and helping people where I can. So yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, perfect. If you're interested in hearing more about the music industry or, you know, I really like to um, help young people get into the music industry just because I know from my experience, personally coming out of university, it wasn't the easiest. So if anyone wants to reach out to me, feel free to uh, DM Iray's podcast. Iray can pass on the contact details. Um, you, know, people, you, know, you know people having your um, LinkedIn, yeah? And do you know what's so funny, right? I I have I have social media, but my social media is literally just my personal life. So I get a lot of people who will add me, like when it comes to career stuff. But I just don't see social media as like as career. I just see it as my personal. But I yeah, agree. Yeah. If you if you want to add me on LinkedIn, add me on LinkedIn. But my social media. Cha, I ain't accepting, so I'm just letting you know now. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, put some, I'll put some details down anyway um, that we agree, yeah. that we agree on offline. Um, okay, cool. Thanks, Veronica, so much for coming on. Um, follow the podcast at um, After God's Own Pod. Uh, use the hashtag After God's Own Pod 
um, please. Um, and that's on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and everywhere else. Uh, follow me personally on Instagram at ire.ae, which is ire.ae. And follow me on Twitter, Ire Liwa, which is I-R-A-Y-L-I-W-A. Um, thanks for tuning on. Wish you a Merry Christmas and see you next week.